Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Netflix's knack for nostalgia continues with Everything Sucks, a brand new 90s sitcom on Netflix. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Even the only one that doesn't know I the song. <laughs> Do you know the song? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to TV Pilot Reviews here on After Buzz TV. Today, we are reviewing Everything Sucks, as I mentioned, which is a brand new Netflix show, um, premiered on Friday. Uh, before we get into it, guys, my name is Jeff Graham. If you want to find me online, you can do so at Jeffrey C. Graham. Just so you all know, for those tuning in, this is a review show, and it's not an after show. So we review a brand new pilot every week, rather than the same show every week. Um, but I'll go over it at the end. If you really like today's show we discussed, let us know in the comments, because we might consider doing an after show for it. Before we continue, though, with our coverage, I have some amazing co-hosts. So let's start with D'Angelo, because I always go to Linda, and I want to change it up today. Wow. Call me off guard. I don't know. Caught you off guard. <laughs> so what do I do? You, you got. You just say your name. Oh, like this? Yes, like Hi, that. I'm D'Angelo. You can hit me up on Twitter <laughs> at D'Angelo TV or on Instagram at D'Angelo. I'm going to be on one today, just letting you know. No, it's not. I'm feeling it, man. This is my one of my favorite songs, and I'm so glad you chose it, and I feel like it's gotten everyone in a weird mood, Yes, which is always fun. Uh, I'm Sam Davidson. No, this is the soundtrack to my life. I dreamt about this one day. Anyways, I am Sam Davidson. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. And I'm in the live chat. So glad that you guys are too. Let's talk about the show. Please keep on chat and we'll give you shout outs. Is it my turn? <laughs> it's your turn. Yeah, we all I think all of us forgot how to host it. <laughs> I, I was just waiting to see. Um, I'm Linda, Linda Antwi. You can find me all across social media at Linda is So Girly. Well, guys, I'm excited to be here with you all. Um, we missed you last week, D'Angelo. We Welcome did. back. I missed you guys, too. And yes. Sam. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They missed me more, obviously. No, because, okay, okay. I was just trying to remember. We did have Taylor. I knew we had three here, and I was just trying to remember. Oh, so you were oh, replaced. Taylor was here? Yeah. You were replaced by good. someone. You were, no, I was replaced. <laughs> <laughs> You're more important to me, so in the totem pole, I, you would be. That's good. Um, but anyway, guys, we have a show to talk about this week, and of course, that's Netflix's brand new show called Everything Sucks. It is a 90s comedy trying to evoke feelings of 90s nostalgia in the high school experience. What did we think of this show? Sam, let's start with you. He's just mixing it up. I know. I'm mixing you, it up. You... Okay, I'm ready. All right. So, a combination, wanting to be a combination of Stranger Things, Big Mouth, and... Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. But, yeah. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. three things, I think. What did you think? Um, At first, I was like, Jeff, come on. You know, <laughs> I, I feel like every week I sometimes do that. But then I realize it's like you're my teacher, and I go, oh, I get it at the end. <laughs> Was like, this was good. This is a good great. thing to talk so about. So you liked it. I did. I did like it. I almost That's cheated. Good. Okay. I almost... Well, no, I didn't almost cheat. Are you... So you're a play. Yeah, I'm a play. And you're a recommended play. Yes. D'Angelo, let's go to you next. I don't... I can't... I don't think we've ever agreed before until today. That is not true. I don't have, on a show? I think so. I, well, we're agreeing now. Um, I agree with you. I was like, Jeff, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> we agree And it got better. Do we? Yes. Okay. 
Well, I was trying to play something up, and you, we lost it. It's okay. All right, so <laughs> Everything Sucks was actually, I really enjoyed it. I don't think I would have ever watched it, mm-hmm. um, but it had a lot of nostalgia to it, and I think they did justice with putting us in scene in 1996. Yeah. Uh, so definitely play for me. I got your take at the top, Linda, so I'm going to actually save it. I'm going to have you go last. Um, I don't necessarily agree with you two, unfortunately. I'll be interested to see what Brianna thinks. I just felt like everything about this pilot was so middling for me. I just found it to be like, I hate to say this, but just so textbook mediocre. Um, Except for the details. I thought it was well cast and I thought it was well shot. But the story and the jokes and the writing for me weren't bad, but they just weren't good. Mm. And I almost wish they would have been bad because I would have found it interesting. Mm. I just found this to be an incredibly uninteresting first episode of a show. Um, Before we go to Linda, I do want to go to Brie because I know it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. She's seen it too, and I want to have Brie. Linda go last. Hey everyone, it's Brianna here in the booth. You guys can find me at bfips14 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm with you, Jeff. I felt it to be very cliche, mediocre. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't impressed uh, by this one. Fair enough. Linda. I feel like it was intentional. Just, just going to put that out there. Save it. Okay. Because I'm interested in that thought. <laughs> All right. Save, Save it. Save it. Save it. Save it. Linda. Um, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> oh, terrible. She wants one step below. Um, I I liked the casting. Mm. Uh, I love that it's Pacific Northwest because I'm a Pacific Northwest person. I love that it's 90s because I grew up in that. All of that. Um, so I watched it because of the nostalgia. But for a pilot, everything that's out there right now that's phenomenal, well-written, well-directed, well-shot, well this was definitely not that. So I also, I want to put someone in from the chat who is Serenity Q 26 She's been here. He's, yeah. He or she, I'm sorry, I'm just assuming. But I loved back. this show. It was love at first sight. Everything sucks is this generation salute your shorts. Your kids, hmm. you kids, are just too young to get all the awesome. Sadly enough, I'm not too young. I was going to say, I love salute your shorts. I was like, shorts. I'm not too young either. <laughs> but I'm flattered. And, I mean, first of all, I think salute your shorts could have done so much better in a different... Like, I think Slit Your Shorts should be rebooted. I think about that all the time. Mm. And I didn't necessarily... I don't necessarily think that's this. But we don't really know. Because it's the first episode. We've only seen one. Well, it sounds like we have a range of reactions, which is good. I think I'm a pass. I think I'm gonna say play because for audiences, because I do think there's a lot of people who this show would be for. I'm just very much not one of them. But I gotta say, I kind of agree with Linda that when you have so many amazing options on Netflix alone, I don't necessarily see why this would necessarily need to be a choice. Um, there, I can think of one moment in this pilot where I thought, huh, interesting. But aside from that one moment, I really have trouble pointing to elements of this show that feel fresh. Okay, so, sorry. I almost watched this the other day, and I watched the preview on Netflix that you can watch, and I and I was just I was like, no, not in the mood, and I and I clicked off, and then we started doing this for this week, 
and I decided to watch it. And as I was watching it tonight, something I think at least me and a lot of other people have a visceral reaction to is music. Mm-hmm. And so as the show progressed, all some of my favorite songs were coming on. I almost felt like I was hypnotized. Yeah. I think that's a thing. Like I think sometimes nostalgia shows can get away with slacking in the narrative department because they can kind of seduce people with other elements. I mean, like, I'm not going to say whether or not I thought it was a good or bad show, but I think that 70s show was partly such a hit just because its audience loved the references and the feel Mm -hmm. and the callbacks Mm -hmm. and the illusions. And I think sometimes shows can kind of rest on those laurels without having to necessarily follow through with plot or character. And I think the best shows do it great. Um, Like, personally, when I think of Netflix nostalgia... I think of the 80s, and I think of both Glow and Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. And I think both of those shows not only give us the nostalgia that we're kind of quenching or thirsting for, but it also tells a very unique and fresh story. And unfortunately, I just didn't feel like the show was doing that. Well, okay, God, I'm so proud of the chat tonight. Because sometimes you guys are dead, and sometimes you're here, and it excites me. So, uh, Black Jones has a really interesting view on it. said, I love this show, too. Put it like this. I rather would watch this than garbage on Disney Channel or Nickelodeon. Hmm. Like, I don't know how old Black Jones is, you know, but... Because at first I thought this was a children's show. And I don't know what it's going to continue to be, but it could attract kids. But also it could go in a very different direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another comment uh, from Bob Bitsy is, it felt like Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Except Freaks and Geeks is... Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is you and me in alone together. Yeah, that's true. Right? I liked alone together a lot. And I wanted to kill it. I think I just think that this show was run of the mill on purpose because that was a, it's supposed to be fresh because from the standpoint of the narrative. Like not the narrative, the setting. Okay. Like everything that is familiar to you is now fresh because we haven't seen it in so long. Okay. And then also we're biased because we've seen shows like this before. There's going to be a whole generation of people who haven't or right. are too young. Um, but I do agree that I don't think it was like exceptional writing. Right. I did like the casting, but I don't think that was the, what they were going for. I think they were just going for, hey, if this show was in the 90s, it'd be just like all the other shows that were on. Hmm. That's, yeah. that's what I think their goal was. That's true. Maybe the familiarity and cliche-ness is actually an embrace of kind of bad 90s television. My so-called life, I very much felt that in this Yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. But does that make a good pilot? That's no. the question. But I, I liked it. You liked it. Yeah. That's good. I mean, yeah. I, there's been shows on, there's been episodes that we've reviewed where I thought, not sure this is a great show, but I like it a lot. Right. They can be different. Yeah, I, I feel think, the way about The Good Doctor. I think the difference mm. for me is at least, because like, I also love my so-called life, Sam, and it's just, I think that's the problem I had with it was that I've seen this show before. Mm. And I want to see new things. I want to see new creative things, not just go back. Because if I'm going to go back, I would go watch my so-called life instead of this. Yeah, I mean, I I felt like they were in the writer's room trying to be like, what are your inspirations? My so-called life. Stranger Things, we're doing a Netflix show. Or I don't know how it happened that they did this. If they were pitched, you know. You know the process. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does seem like it's a big mishmash of a lot of things. I feel as though I can't really have a real opinion on it because I've only watched one episode. I agree. I would give it another episode, too. So no one's feeling like a younger Dawson's Creek type (laughs) vibe? Kind of. It's too young. I was was feeling that. They're younger, but, like, I was thinking that. 
I think the problem is I've always thought those shows aren't great. So like it's tough. Like I've I've never and well, I, I have. Yeah. Well, no, you I, like I the CW. Like, like you, I think you're already given more than I am as a viewer with this show, which is good. I mean, TV's designed to not be for everyone. So yeah, um, yeah. I just wish this show would have made a couple choices that surprised me. Um, we'll get into it, but some stuff near the end I found more interesting than the rest of it. But Agreed. for the most part, I just couldn't believe how unsurprising the episode was. I think that's what it was for me. Was I was like, I it just felt like someone's first script is how I would describe it. Mm. Like it almost felt like a grad school spec script. Yeah, uh, Black Jones again in the comments. By the way, she's twenty one. Okay, <laughs> and or he. I don't even know if it's a woman <laughs> or a man. Uh, it felt like a mix of the old Nick show, Ned's Declassified, oh, yeah. and Dawson's Creek. Yeah, so I could Dawson see Ned's Declassified. I didn't ever watch Ned's Declassified. Oh, I, was big I think I'd be too old for that. Like the creators show. they they say it's and they're their words is it's a mix between Freaks and Geeks mm-hmm. My So-Called Life and a Swedish film from 1998 called uh, Show Me Love which is mm. a love story between two, ne- two teenage girls oh yeah Flerk von Horden that's the name of it I'm just kidding <laughs> I was about to say it well. <laughs> I was like wait I, I just said it even if you were right I would have just burst out and laughed uh, oh I'm sorry it's like Fred von Horden I wanted to see you guys would believe me okay with that we know how to do this, right, guys? Did we forget how to... You know what we um, didn't do is our pass and plays. I, I think we some did. of us did. We, we did. Yeah. Yeah. What's our, your pass and play, Linda? Pass, uh, pass. No, I'm a pass, but I'm a play mm. for Audiences. the audience. I'm the same. Mm. I think there's a, this shows for a lot of people. It's yeah. definitely not for me. Um, well, let's talk about the creators. You mentioned them. It's Ben York Jones and Michael Mohan. Mm-hmm. Um, ben York Jones actually wrote a movie that I really like. Wow, I forgot the name of it. Fergen von Forschendness. <laughs> no, it's got um, Jennifer Lawrence and Anton Yelchin. Why is that so funny? It's <laughs> really funny for some reason. Thank you. It's because he puts his finger up in the air. For those listening, Jeff has a pen and a finger. It just goes straight up in the air when he says that. Yep. Um, Bree, would you mind looking up Ben York Jones' film with Jennifer Lawrence and um, Anton Yelchin? It's called, like, About Time or something. I love it. I love Anton Yelchin. Yeah, and J Law. It's like an early movie for her that she did um, after Winter's Bone. Kind of before. over her, but you know, Silver Linings. Um, yeah. But it's great. And that's why I was interested because that movie is fresh and interesting and takes tropes that you expect and kind of puts them on their head. Mm. Whereas I feel like for the most part, this didn't movie didn't do that. Um, show TV show. Okay, show. so it's this a pilot. Is, this is something that I just generally want to say to the people that watch this show. Don't you guys think that doing pilots for Netflix specifically, or maybe Amazon, is a bit different than reviewing pilots for a show that comes out every week? Because I think we're supposed to watch it almost as a movie. Yeah. So it's like in the first fifteen minutes of a movie. Yeah. You don't know if you like Good it. Good point. Mm. I want to. I um sorry. No, no, I have the. Sh- it's like crazy is the Like movie. crazy. I knew it was two words and an expression. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having this discussion a little bit with Linda, and I want to save it for the end because I feel like we always have these interesting discussions about medium, media and how they should be viewed and how these shows should be consumed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of agree with you, and I want to have the conversation as to whether or not it's fair mm-hmm. that like streaming services can get away with that. Um, but either way, those so that's Ben York Jones and Michael Mohan who created it. The main three guys we're dealing with. Oh, wait, sorry, can I cut you off for one sec? Please. Fun fact, because yeah. I was not familiar with uh, Ben York Jones. He is the teacher that runs the AV club that was up in the. Uh, 
beardy. beardy I guy. knew he was. He looked to me. He looked like um. Oh God, who's the guy from Silicon Valley? The same? Haley Joel Osment. I thought the exact. N- oh, no. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, the redhead. You're talking about the redhead, right? Yeah. 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 I don't remember. His name, um. Yeah. Oh, he's a he's a comic. He's Thomas Middleditch. No, uh, you know the one he got the one like he got kicked out a couple years ago. Oh, for all the Trump T.J. Talk. Miller. Yeah, T.J. Miller. Miller. First, Johnson. I was like, is he? Is he? No, that's not T.J. Miller. Yeah, um, that's it is funny. He's in the show. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice when they give writers the chance to do anything besides write because mm-hmm. it doesn't happen very often. Um, of course, the show. So, just so you all know, we haven't really said what the show is. It is a '90s high school comedy. I'm sure you've gathered that by now. Basically, it's um, set in a town called Boring, Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. Which is a real town. You oh, call it, it a comedy, by the way? Yeah. Is it distinguished as a comedy? I mean, it's only Sorry. 24 minutes. It's got to be, right? That's, let's have that discussion. I think it's a comedy. What did you guys think it was? If you had to classify the genre. No way it was a comedy. If it was a comedy, that's a bad show. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. I went into it expecting the wrong thing. Or, or at least it's not the type of comedy where you like ha ha laugh. Right. They, or laugh at all. At all. Yeah. I mean, the creators are saying it's a 90s coming of age comedy. So they're trying to do another My So Called Life, Freaks and Geeks. That's what they're doing. I just felt like it wasn't much of anything. I felt like it wasn't dramatic, dramatic enough to be a drama. It wasn't funny enough to be a comedy. Funny. I just want to interject really fast that it's funny that they're going after Freaks and Geeks and My So-Called Life, two shows that notoriously like are known now as great shows, but didn't do very well when they were on mm, there. That's true. That's an amazing <laughs> point, Pri. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, I just I think that's one of the problems I had with this show was I was like, how do you sell it? What do you classify it as? It's just a, sh- it's a show about high schoolers. Well, and I think that's Netflix does a lot of that. Wouldn't it be cool though if Netflix could just create? It doesn't need to be, you know, comedies typically are twenty some minutes, mm-hmm. and hour longs are forty. Right. But like, what if they just were like, "Hey, this episode's going to be forty nine. The next one's going to be thirty seven minutes." Right. <laughs> they might. I mean, I could see them doing that eventually. Yeah, I just. I think another thing is that it. It is now expected, like, the interesting things that did happen at the end with, I mean, I guess we're spoiling at this point, right? No? We're getting the spoilers, okay. y'all. Cool. So, the interesting things that they did introduce, we've seen a lot of now, like, with the girls questioning her sexuality and the racial relationship. Something yeah. that, if it was in the 90s, single, part, parents. single parents, yeah. If it was in the 90s, that would have been a big deal. That's true. You know what I mean? Maybe that's another thing that makes it kind of like, okay... Yeah, yeah, that makes it different. You're right. Yeah. It's taking the conventions and familiarity of '90s, but there's like f words in it, yeah. and there's yeah. boobs, and mm-hmm. like you and, know, uh, Brandon Bull in a buoy or can't yeah, let's go with buoy. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go with buoy. Mm-hmm. He says this show is deeper than it appears. I don't know if you have any insider info, mm-hmm. or you probably just watched all of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will say this because I was mentioning it to Jeff earlier. So I didn't watch ahead. I only watched the pilot. Nice. But uh, reading and researching it a little bit more, apparently it finds its legs towards the end of okay. of the other episodes. So well, everyone's you know, saying that's they give tough. it a chance. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, you right. make a TV show and it doesn't get good to the end. That's not good. But <laughs> that, but that's for TV shows that are on every week. Yeah, that's what like people told me. You know, you need to watch Mad Men. And I'm not saying they were bad at the beginning, mm-hmm. but I'm saying I couldn't get through them. I was bored as hell. They yeah. go, oh, you just got to go two seasons. I'm like, what the <laughs> That's hell? That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of my time. Yeah. Just and give I, it I mean, 48 episodes. You'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, here, one season, we're 22, 23 minutes an episode. Yeah, okay, sure. I will do that. And I can get why stories can progress at that point. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. It's crazy. I just feel like there's an entire new world that's going to be discovered and created from shows like this. That it's you know, when are we going to discover the big thing, or how long do our episodes need to be? Right. It's all changing so fast, and we're in the middle of it, which is interesting. Let's talk a bit about this cast. Um, as I mentioned, it follows three high schoolers. Like the, the pilot does. We have Jahai Diallo Winston playing Luke O'Neill. I think he is the black mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. We have Peyton Kennedy as Kate Mesner, who's kind of his love interest, mm-hmm. the daughter of the high school principal. We have Patch Dureg playing Ken Mesner. Oh. What? He's the principal. Yeah. Yep. We have Claude with a last name. Wait, play. what? The Quinn Quinn Libing Tyler, which is the friend, right? I, I wasn't there yet. Oh. I, what, which one are you doing? Claude Magolipi Pelikini Nako. Who is that? <laughs> I should read these names before we go on air. I just had deja vu, <laughs> but then I realized we've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> I want to what find the three main guys. Who's this? I don't know. She wasn't in the pilot, That's so skip like, that one. That? Uh, we have, okay, Rio Magini playing McQuaid, one of the freshmen. I think he's the one with the fro. And we have Quinn Labling playing Tyler Bowen. He's the one with the long hair. So our three main guys are Jahai Winston, Rio Magini, and Quinn Liebling. Let's talk about their performances. I think all three of these boys are turning in nice performances. The acting is good. I'll say one nice thing about this show. Stranger Things. I just can't, couldn't stop thinking about Stranger mm. Things. Right. Season two, though, because of the red-headed girl that came into the situation. Max. Yes, we Max. We did have a Max. You're right. I mean, it was very Max and the boys. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. The performance was good. I felt the awkwardness. Yes. Um, I think they delivered on that. Yeah, the one nice thing is, like, I just interrupted you. Nope, go ahead. I was going to say, the one nice thing, and then you can hop in. With Disney shows, you only get the same person. You get an attractive person. I mean, I know they're young, but I do think, I've, I read an article in The Atlantic about how Disney executives cast young people that they know will become attractive. Isn't mm-hmm. that gross? Where makes they sense. like, no, Yeah. Makes sense. And so I think what I like about this show, and Freaks and Geeks did this too, and the more realistic, grounded shows like this, will cast actually awkward-seeming people, and people who look like real people and act like real people, whereas most Disney shows, or even like Salute Your Shorts, like they mentioned, it's like the, you've got to be kidding me. You know, it's like a lot of the same kind of tone. It's almost as though the people that were creating those kind of shows, you know, think about Salute Your Shorts was in the 90s. Yeah. And so those people creating those shows were probably both like our parents' age. Right. Yep. And now the shows that are being created now are kind of us. Yeah. So it's it's different. Yeah. And I, I don't know, it's cool that you can take what was cool then and what we're doing now and kind of combine it. I don't know if they're going to succeed. I need to watch the full thing. to. They were really deliberate in their casting. So yes. again, I was researching with this and... They uh, had like a four month casting process and they did not cast out of LA and they did not cast out of New York. Nice. They casted predominantly in the Pacific Northwest. Wow. Um, Kate is Canadian. Mm. Um, and then Luke. I hate Canadians. Yeah, I know. They're I pain love in the butt. Them. <laughs> Luke is from Atlanta. And then everyone else that's like a main, not everyone else, but a lot of the rest of them are actually from. Oregon. Wow. So hmm. all the extras and the featured extras, they're all from Boring as well. So hmm. Do they I, shoot in Boring? They did. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. So I think that, uh, that it was deliberate. And part of it also, too, sorry, now that I'm remembering, is that they had a very low budget. But mm. that's something that they're touting that, that 
that came yeah. into Netflix with a really low budget. So they were paying the children nothing. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, what I think is interesting about these kinds of shows with Netflix, and I think this is where Netflix fails, and a lot of other streaming services, is the promotion of the shows. Right. I watch so much TV. I am a freaking consumer of all sorts, honestly. And I didn't really see much of this. And then when I did, I said, oh, this is a terrible preview. No. I don't think they're putting... I, we say this about all the Netflix shows. I don't think they're putting money towards that. Yeah, yeah. I think the, uh, new, I think the conclusion is that Netflix actually doesn't put money into marketing. No, they don't. Well, not in a traditional sense, at least. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, they, they are doing the thing where it's word of mouth because they've doesn't matter if people watch it right away on their exactly. game, so they don't care so much yeah. about initial reactions. Yeah. Which yeah. Makes it's kind sense. of frustrating. I don't know. I think it's frustrating. I don't mind it. I mean, I I'm already subscribed, and I think, like, they definitely push their awards bait. Like, they'll do consideration campaigns, so, like, you will see posters for um, Stranger Things, because that's going to win a bunch of Emmys, but these kind of middle-of-the-road shows, like Big Mouth or American yeah. Vandal or this, yeah. I kind of get why they wouldn't promote it, because why not put that money into making something great? Because yeah. if it's good enough, it'll fly. I agree. And I someone think, will tell you about it. Yeah. You see what shows they know and really believe that are going to be successful, because they, they'll put it on during a Super Bowl commercial or like something like that. Right. What was it? Urban... Carbon something. Carbon. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, carbon. yeah, but they knew that we, was going to be good. Uh, do we know it's going to be good? I thought it was good. You, you, re- you watched it? Yes. I was just about to say you read it. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, what we used to do when <laughs> we were way better people. As I, I'm saying we as far as human beings. Yeah, I know. Now we here. just watch TV. Yeah. I think... Yeah, I mean, the thing I kind of appreciate that from an executive standpoint is none of your creators can come to you and say, well, our show failed because you didn't market it. Because yeah. they can just say, oh, we don't market any of our shows. Yeah. And if I'm, your show is really good, people would be watching Word of mouth. Yeah. Black Joe in the chat says, yeah, Netflix doesn't do that unless it's a show like the Marvel Netflix shows or yeah. Black Mirror. And, like, right now, all, uh, Altered Carbon and Jessica Jones are what Netflix is promoting. Yep. Yeah, I get why you would sink a bunch of marketing uh, money into a show like Altered Carbon because it probably cost a hundred million dollars. Yeah, like it's yeah. really expensive. Yeah. yeah, whereas if this only costs three mil, they can gamble on its failure or its success. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. Mean, I just. I just feel like I'm in the social media world, the hosting entertainment world, and I don't hear about some of these shows. And I think they they can hire people for a few thousand dollars like publicists to be emailing people like us to tell us about it it's not that hard and they just don't it's also a medium like it's understanding the medium you are you have it's Netflix we're looking for stuff from them yeah like other other like mediums that are trying to get an audience Netflix doesn't have the issue of not having an audience so we're I mean people are scrolling on Netflix looking for stuff so I think I mean it just makes sense to for them not to put that much money towards it. Plus, they're pumping out so much stuff, I think, more than other mediums. Yeah. That it's like, which ones do you pick and choose? Do you yeah. say, oh, I'm going to promote this, this, and this, or I'm going to promote this, this, and this? Exactly. Yeah. You're going right. to probably promote, like, the main, like you said, the big budget Expensive stuff that ones. you know is you need to get the return back. Mm-hmm. But everything else, I mean, it's not going anywhere. I can watch it in five years and, right. and still get the return off of, of binging on something. Mm-hmm. It's like those tent poles almost. Yeah. Um, so we mentioned Stranger Things. I gotta say, I wanted to hype up these performances in this show, but when I think of a Stranger Things, all of a sudden these child actors don't seem quite as good. <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad. I'm hating on this show, but no. it just feels like it's trying to achieve the benchmarks of a lot of other great shows in the same genre, and just falling short to me on almost all of them. Well, we'll I see. I agree gotta... with you. I think yeah. that because I felt the awkwardness. I felt like. Yeah. 
you know what? I remember when I was 12 and yeah. everything was awkward and I didn't know who I... Like, you know, all of that. Right. Um, and that was portrayed not just by the actor, but by the character, in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think that you can compare the acting styles of a show like Stranger Things to this because the writing's so vastly different. That's that true. It's not going to be the same performance just because of that. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think it had anything to do with the performance, but I think that the writers were, and the casting they were very specifically trying to somehow mirror or maybe it was written before the last season of Stranger Things but the there were so many scenes with Max and then what was the the little kid's name I no, in in Stranger Things whatever it was um you know the really cute little black kid mm-hmm. love that kid Caleb, uh, his name's Caleb in real life keep going so they have their thing and i just kept on i i Lucas. did yes Lucas those scenes kept on being repeated in this first episode, so I kind of felt a little bit like they were trying to manipulate people. It's actually true. It was. It's another interracial couple with um, a young black kid and a red-haired girl. Yeah. That are both kind of awkward. Yeah. I don't know. Coincidence? See, I didn't watch Stranger okay. Things, so I don't know. Yeah, that di- there's a really similar dynamic in Stranger Things. She has feelings. Linda's I don't feelings. think I don't agree with that at all. Actually, good. Um, I think that. In today's day and age, that diversity is always going to come out in some shape, way, or form. So whether it's, you know, black, white, Asian, with whoever, it's what our society looks like now. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what it was more than than trying to mimic the couple on street. I feel you. I mean, I agree with you. That that's what our society looks like, but it's still Hollywood. They're intentional about stuff like and that. Also unfortunately, this, this isn't the current society. This is society from the 1990s. I mean, we had we had interracial relationships yeah, yeah, in the too, 90s. Well, I, I do no, think no, no, that no, Netflix. No, I no, I I know we did. Yeah. But back in TV, back then they weren't doing it as much. Now they're trying to do like retrospective, you know, like throwback things. And they're having these relationships. And hmm. wasn't know. Sean's girlfriend on Boy Meets World black? Yeah. Yeah, he had one. Yeah. Angela? Oh, the main one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was awesome. She was. She was the best girl on that show. But um, yeah. I love that was the, like my high school crush. I love the music. Yeah. yeah. The music, the music was, was good. good. Yeah. The music was great. Yeah. It, it was very. I read a review that I thought was very astute, and it said the de- this show gets the details so right, mm-hmm. but it gets everything else so wrong. Like I feel <laughs> is that what like, they said? The quote? Yeah. Oh wow. And I totally agree because I think the casting was good, the music was good, it was shot well, it was well edited. But like this, the bones of the show, I just felt like did not support the details. Yeah. For me, the writing. If I had to pick a thing that needs to improve, that I hope improved, and probably improved for people to say the show got better, is probably the writers got mm-hmm. a little better. Yeah. Or more in their groove. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's not fair to review shows that have these full, like that they're all out. Well, it's- let's have this discussion. Hmm. Do you think it's shouldn't it be the job of any pilot to hook your you viewer? St- that's the that's the point. Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But but sometimes they don't, and that might be why we've created binge viewing. Right. I just feel like it's insulting to those who have to sell pilots to a network who need to create because I we kind of talk about the pilot as an art form on this show a lot. That's yeah. part of because we're only reviewing pilots. Right. And I think it's unfair to think that this show might get canceled on an um, what would be an FX. Like I could see this show on like an FX. I don't think it would survive on the pilot alone. And I almost feel like you're. You're allowing the writer to lean into lazy habits if you Agreed. say, well, they've got, they'll watch the next one. Mm-hmm. I just feel like as an aspiring writer myself, I almost feel insulted when it's like, well, 
I we could tighten this pilot up, but like they'll just watch the next one anyway. It, it plus, I, mean, I feel sorry. To cut you off. You I was just gonna say plus on Netflix. I feel like there are shows on Netflix where the first episode has me drawn in. And I'm like, I would need to see the next one, and then there's ones where I'm like, eh, if I'm lazy or bored or sick, I'll watch the rest of this. Yeah. But then some of those shows, if I watch three when I'm lazy, bored, and sick, it's become my favorite. Right. I love it, and I totally get why you need to do a slow burn. Yeah. These the the these series, especially when it's like thirty minutes, I would say they're you could say that their pilot stretches pilot the concept of pilot like introducing you to the show would stretch more than one episode. Like right. I could like we still have so much to learn, you know what I mean? So I, I can see that, but I think uh socially speaking and like as viewers, we still very much care about that first episode. So they mm-hmm. still do have to be good. Yeah, I mean you want to as a consumer, your time is also valuable exactly. too because you invest in the characters as you go on. Right. So you don't want to just be randomly watching shows that, that are, you know, mediocre at best. Right. But I also think too that um perhaps uh it being a new, not that he's new, but a newer writer, or maybe you've not done a pilot before, and this mm-hmm. is your first pilot, right. that probably plays a factor. Agree. True. Well, let us know what you guys think in the comments. Do you think streaming service pilots should be held to lower standards than other pilots because we have immediate access to the next episode? Or do you think all pilots should try to achieve that hook? Let us know what you think. Um, any other thoughts on Everything Sucks? Yes. Okay, so I just think they were trying to do too many things at once. They were trying to do the bingeable aspect of watching a TV show and leaving too much to me that to the imagination. Secondly, I think that they were copying way too much from past shows. And thirdly, I think that they were also trying to adapt the format of a 90s show, like just as far as how it's written to a show in 2018 and it's different. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of faults to this show but I am interested to watch further and I didn't think I would until Jeff recommended we all watch it. Yes. (laughs) And I do think I will because I'm curious. It's just they're trying to put too many things into the blender. Yeah. Is what I think is happening. The the concept, like if someone told me that this show existed, hey, we're going to, they have a show from like the 90s and they're bringing it back I think people would be like ooh I checked that out so I like I, like, I think the concept and the idea is cool mm-hmm. um, it's like she said it's just driving it home and I think I also, hopefully yeah. they did and I also sorry I also wish yeah. they would have told us I, I like being told what I'm watching hey you are going to watch a 90s throwback <laughs> what shows do that no, no. no none right before none Miss <laughs> Davidson welcome to television before we begin the episode please note it's the new Alexa I'm like Alexa what am I what watching watch well essentially you are watching a show everything sucks yes I'm like does it what do you mean do you mean the trailer like the, I mean uh, just like promotion when I watched the trailer when I was thinking what new show should I watch I kind of wanted a little summary. This is so called my so-called life meets this. I guess not many things do that, but some do. I know what you mean. You don't feel like you didn't get the flavor of the show until well, it was done. I thought it was a children's show. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, literally yeah. thought it was a children's show. I get you. I just... Here's the last thing I'll say is when I look at all Linda, the options... I'm just saying, well, couldn't you just Google it? <laughs> I did Google some. Oh. <laughs> and you feel like even the Google sorry. results did she, she, The promotion, you just, the promotion. You know what you saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think the last thing I'll say is, even if we look at... So Netflix has a lot of shows. Let's stick to even just the options of awkward high schoolers. Mm -hmm. We have Big Mouth. Mm -hmm. We have American Vandal. Mm -hmm. We have Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. To me, all three of those shows take the genre of the high school experience and infuse something totally special. Mm -hmm. For Big Mouth, it's this over-the-top, ridiculous animation. It's a singing penis where you remove your foreskin and sing. For Stranger Things, it's this crazy, intense sci-fi horror plot for American Vandal, it's this twist on the mockumentary feature. I can't tell you the X factor that makes this show anything else but a show I've already seen. Good point. Oh, wow. That's good. That's that what I deep. think. Unless After the you first maybe episode. watch yeah. two or three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. true. But yeah, that's a very good point. I don't know. I just feel like even, yeah, because it's not even just what other Netflix shows. It's what other coming-of-age high school Netflix shows do yeah. I have. And there's a well, bunch. Well, uh, we just got to give a shout-out to our Netflix weekly show here at yes. AfterBuzz TV because Serenity uh, Q26 says, I didn't watch the trailer, didn't even know about the show till yesterday when Netflix Weekly talked about it, yes. and they told me and sold me on the premise. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. I, they're great. I actually listened to that show as well. So. And everybody else should. Um, I think they're on Sunday nights. Bree is our main schedule. Yeah, they per- are Sundays Perfect. at 7 p.m. on. Um, now they will be on our main channel for AfterBuzz TV. Lovely. Thank you, Bree. Well, let's quickly give this pilot out of five. What would we score it? I'm ready if you guys want me to. You do it first. Go. This is a two out of five for me, guys. I was just going to. I want to guess what you want to guess sometimes. I was going to say two five. A two out of five. Two out of five. Oh. A 2.0 out of five. Oh, well, I guess I was an overshooter. You were generous. Yeah. Linda Antwain. Oh, I'm next? Yes. Um, I'm going to say... Zero. 1.4. No, I'm going to give it a two as well. Oh, okay. okay. I'm going to give it a 3.4. I'm with you. 3.4. Cool. Um, do we think this... Brie? Oh, I'm so sorry, Bree. I'm going to mean one today. I'm going to get a 1.7. <laughs> Damn. Fair That's all right. Somebody got to do it. Um, do you guys think the show's going to get a second season based yes. on the pilot? I don't know. Based on the pilot? Because they've been, they've been shutting things down on Netflix fast. Yeah. If, I, I mean, you know what? I'm going to say yes. The low budget part, part probably like really helped. helps them. That's yeah. what I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it's going to get a second just season. Just based on the pilot, no. But you know, like I said, reading forward, this is definitely going to get a second season. Yeah, I think the show's going to be a hit. Which I'm happy about. I feel like even when I'm hard on these shows, I want... Every show to do well yeah. because I Except support together. that show. Can that's rot so nice. <laughs> Which show? Alone together. That, that that show can rot in here. Thank uh, you so much. <laughs> Except so for guilty. Alone Together is awesome. <laughs> I thought you liked it, Linda. I no, she hated, hated it. it. Jeff was the only one that liked it. We shitted on that show. <laughs> you guys did shit on that oh, show. Totally Shat. Past tense. <laughs> I'm actually getting like a bad memory right no, now. No, is that is that the was we the hardest on that show? No, um, the mayor. The oh yeah, and that show bad. did get the boot. Yeah, um, see, we're always right. Maybe <laughs> because maybe we run everything. We you, you know you might not watch us. We might get 222 followers or you know watches every week, but. It gets canceled. We said it. That's true. Damn straight. Um, Okay. (laughs) I think White Famous has been canceled, too. Oh, man. Yeah. Well. I told you. So, I guess that's our show. <laughs> I think, yeah, I definitely think that's our show. I think if I had to score our panel out of five today, I might not be as generous as I usually am. Um, 1.75 1. 1. would be good. We are five out of five. <laughs> well, um, that was TV Pilot Reviews. Um, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, today we viewed Everything Sucks, including our host. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a Netflix show that came out Friday. We have mixed opinions on it, um, but it sounds like you two liked it a lot more than we did. 
Um, I'd be curious, very, very curious, especially with a show like this that seems a little more mixed, what you guys thought. Please let us know in the comments. If you're listening just on the podcast, we do have a YouTube channel, and the comments section is like a nice place where we all come to congregate and talk. Um, and I'd also be curious to hear your take on the do Netflix shows deserve a lower standard of pilot craft? Um, let us know what you think. Until then, guys, my name is Jeff. You can find me online on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. And of course, I'm surrounded. And you can follow me or find me or communicate with me at Linda is so girly. I'm Sam Davidson. You can find me on SamD43, Twitter, Instagram, samdavidsonentertainment.com. And I love you guys. We're such a big part of the chat tonight. So please keep on coming back every week. Yes, shout out to the chat. You guys can hit me up on Instagram at D'Angelo. Brianna Phipps, we still got you. You guys can find me, bphipps14, Twitter and Instagram. Alrighty, and with that, we're out of here. Bye, y'all. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.